Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm That Undercover Unicorn, and you are listening to the That Undercover Unicorn podcast. Through self-love and affirmations, this episode will help you uncover your inner unicorn and help you feel just a little bit more magical today. Hi, you guys. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. I talked to my amazing friend, Sarah Godfrey, and we go over so many amazing lessons on the body. We recorded this episode in a car and I was really hoping for better audio quality with this, but unfortunately it's not that great. But you can still hear the message. You can still understand what we're saying. So I am sorry it's not that great of audio, but I hope that you just tune in the entire time because Sarah just share some incredible lessons on the body. She changed the way I look at my body. She changed some stories in my head that I've had running. And she shares her incredible transformation story um, with an eating disorder. So I know that this is a powerful episode despite what the sound quality is. And I know that you will learn something from Sarah and it's going to help you tune into your body and love who you are right now. So let's get into the episode. Hello. How are you? How is it going? Um, I'm here with my really amazing friend, Sarah, Sarah Godfrey. She's, um, soul spark movement, right? Yes. On Instagram. Yep. Okay. For now. For now. <laughs> We were just having this conversation about how our businesses are just always changing, really. Mm-hmm. And we're always seeking to improve and change and grow. And Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, I, I've known you for a while, but I still want you to, like, introduce yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? And then what do you do? Yeah. Awesome. So, like I said, I'm Sarah, and uh, I grew up in Sandy, Utah, and now I'm living down County, Linden, little place. It's a city most people are like, where's that? And mm-hmm. like, it's in between all the other big ones you've heard of. Yeah. Um, let's see. I studied dance, and that's what got me into movement in the specific way that I do. But I am a yoga teacher, a movement analyst, and a somatic movement therapist. So somatic just means body having to do with the body. So we pay a lot of attention to what we feel and sense in the body, feeling, um, owning our felt experience mm-hmm. in what we are doing. And I have a business teaching people about their bodies and about the link between mind, body, spirit, emotions, all of those things, and how we can use that knowledge to make changes, to break our patterns, to, um, own ourselves and our life. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I took a meditation course from you mm-hmm. and I messaged Sarah like right after I was like, your voice is so peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of fell asleep for a couple of them just cause I was like so relaxed mm-hmm. and like, that's just you. Like when I think about you, I'm like, I think of just peace. Like you're trying to bring people peace and you're just like a peaceful person and just 
chill and I mean I'm not around you when you're around your kids. <laughs> yeah. I know we're all different when we're around our kids. But yes, it's that fine. is that is one aspect of me is very chill. That's one side. It's not all of me. I'm definitely a little intense sometimes, yeah. which is why I do that stuff. But yeah, it's and same and same, right? Like having kids is really hard and I meditate because I have kids. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so I just love that about you. I just love that, like, when I think of Sarah, I think of peace. And I think of calmness. Thank and you. so if you ever, like, go over to her Instagram, like, you'll find that pretty quickly. Like, everything you share is just, like, how to find peace or it's peaceful messages or pictures mm. or you walking in a peaceful area. Like, I don't know. It's just so nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so keep all Thanks. those peaceful vibes, no matter what you do. I will. I will. I have anxiety. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. <laughs> That's why we're, like, sharing it, right? It Anyways, we find peace. We try, it is. We try and share it with each other. For sure. Well, my first question was, what is somatic movement? But you mm-hmm. kind of already shared that. Yeah. Um, and... I wanted you here today really because it's like my last podcast episode. I just talked about how I've actually really been struggling with my body this summer and like it's been really hard to be okay with where I'm at right now and just like even look at my body. Yeah. Which if like anybody knows my story, like that's not like that's where I was, right? Yeah. So I, why am I here again? Why are you you back? know, why am I back? And, I mean, it really all comes down to, like, I wasn't doing the work. Yeah. Which you have to just, I you mean, just it's, have a, to keep it's it. a constant journey, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're you're so good at, like, tuning into your body and, and hearing what your body needs and then moving from there, which is, like, so cool. Um, but tell me, why do you think it's so important that we're so in tune with our bodies? Man, um, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I've been there, and I still have days. Yeah. Like, I've been in recovery from an eating disorder for, like, 15 years, and still, like, on Friday, I was like, oh, no, all these thoughts, like, ugh, you know, um, and so, because I hadn't been doing what I need, right? Yeah. Um, but our bodies are a part of who we are. Like, and I know there's so much messaging that tries to be body positive where it's like, you're not your body, but you are. Your body is how you give form to your thoughts and your feelings. And it's mm-hmm. part of your being. And, and so it's like we can never feel whole unless we accept our bodies mm-hmm. as part of who we are love our bodies there's like our bodies are so wise and um so so good yeah and um like i i lived a fragmented life for a really long time and it's amazing you don't realize a lot of the things that come from having that disconnect with your body mm-hmm. because you're objectifying it um, but it's, 
you can't be whole. You're missing a huge part of yourself and your human experience if you yeah. try to live a life separated from your body. And so when you tune in, things are just better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you mentioned that, like, our bodies are so smart. They They know things. I am, like, breaking out all around my neck. And I have been for a while. And my body is screaming at me to change something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't, really, I haven't really tried to figure it out. But I know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, acne, bleh, gross. Like, try all the topical things. I know my body is screaming at me to change something on the inside. So at least, like, I know that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, our bodies, like, send us so many messages. So many. So many messages. Yeah. And if we're not paying attention or if we're, like, so stressed out all the time and we don't give ourselves that space to de-stress or to listen and to mm-hmm. sit in that stillness, then we're going to always – we're going to just cause more problems, right? Yeah. Or whatever problem is going on is just going to escalate yeah. and get worse. Yeah. So I love that. And I think that a lot of times, even like the way that we talk about, like, it's like the, this body is a separate thing from me mm-hmm. that gives me signals, but it's not like, that's you. Yeah. Like that's you telling you something's wrong. Yeah. Or that, um, you need to get in balance. You know, it's, it's not this like mystical other object that's not a part of you that, mm-hmm. It's you, you know? And so when I take it that little bit step further, that helps me so much more to listen and to respect my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> I never, like, because I, I have kind of detached the two. Like, mm-hmm. I understand my body is, like, a home for my spirit and a soul, and it's, like, where I'm at. But it is also me. It's you. It is me. Like, those little things. And that's what's so I love about the moment stuff that I do. It's because it's all these little things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just your body responds because you respond to everything that's going on inside of you. Yeah. It's just manifested in the body. Um, that you can know how you're really feeling know how you're really thinking, what you really believe about yourself, about your place in the world, about your what's going on in your life. Just through all the little things that show up in a physical way. Um, yeah, so it's good to remember, like, that's me. Yeah. So how do you find that balance? What does your, like, daily routine look like? Um, so I always spend time... Like, I have my little morning routine. I, like, always read scriptures and pray. And I do, like, tongue scraping. It's an Aurovita thing. Interesting. It's just, yeah. like, at first thing in the morning. Um, and I always spend time meditating. Did I already say that? I don't know. <laughs> but that's really important. <laughs> I spend time meditating. And I always make sure that I do movement just for movement's sake every day. Um where it's like a specific movement practice. I pay attention, try to pay attention to my body and how it's moving like throughout the day because anytime your body moves, like changes what it's doing in some way, even if it's just changing your breath, that's movement. Um, but I try to do like a very specific movement practice. And I have found it's really important to have balance in my movement practices. So like I do lots of yoga and I do um, 
this other kind of movement is called Bartania Fundamentals. It's like all my floor schmoozy stuff, if you see my videos. Yeah, I was going to say, is that what you share? Yeah, okay. and that's what I'm teaching at BYU right now. Um, but it's it's still very meditative, and, you know, it can be more dynamic, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is uh, than yoga. And then I also do high fitness, yeah. you know. Um, so I can get out like the sass and the high energy and the jumping, you know, um, because anytime we move, we are expressing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had only been doing yoga for a really long time and I noticed that some parts of myself were feeling really neglected. And so that's why I picked up high fitness because I was like, Oh, this is also a part of me and I need to let it out. Um, and so I always make sure that I do some kind of a movement practice. Sometimes it's a whole hour-long class. Sometimes it's just a few minutes where I'm, like, mm-hmm. breathing, stretch my neck, you know, like, whatever my body just feels yeah. I need to do in, like, a, just a couple of minutes' time. But I always make sure that I do that every day. Um, and really what helps me is as I have spend more time inside my body, um, we are not meant to stay there. We're not mm-hmm. meant to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I get, I pay attention to the signals. And I, you know, it's not just about this inward healing, which we do need. And it's so important, especially for us women who have been taught to um, be there for everyone else's experience, right? Yeah. To make life easier for everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's what we're taught to do. And so we end up living kind of outside of ourselves. So we mm-hmm. need to do that pulling inward. Yeah. Um, so that we can own ourselves. Um, but it's like you, if you get good at paying attention, you know when it's time to come back out. Mm. You know, because we're also not meant to hide. Like, what's the point of all that healing if we keep it inside and we hide? You know, like we are good. We have so much power for good. And if we are not willing to step outside of ourselves and connect with the world in a different way, not in a way of like, oh, I'm just here for everyone else, but in the way of like, I am grounded in myself. I belong to me. Mm -hmm. And I have so much more to offer from that place, you know, without getting lost. Like I have my own gravity. So I'm not getting sucked into everything else. Um, that is just a practice that has taken time. The more and more I know myself, um, you know, cause for a long time for me, I did that. I pulled so far in mm-hmm. and then I realized I was hiding in there. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I always meditate and I'm doing my yoga and I'm so, but like I, if you have to still hide from people to be okay, you're not really okay. Yeah. You know? And and so it was that balance. That's, like, another great thing about the movement that I teach is that it's not just about, like, connecting with self. It's about connecting with the world around you mm-hmm. from a different place. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Place. Yeah. Um, so your somatic practice, is it the same, like, movements that you, like, set same movements? Or is it whatever you feel? Or Yeah. Um. <laughs> for you, how about for you for me personally? personally yes um no I draw on all of my knowledge from many years of practice mm-hmm. and I always I combine it with my yoga I combine it with like what I know from dance um that's cool 
and like the specific movement practices that I learned to become a movement analyst, movement therapist, like I try all of that. And sometimes I'm very specific where I'm like, oh, I like I'm feeling this in my back today. I need to like work on this and stretch this place. And like I come at it with a plan. Quite often, I just do what I need to do in the moment. I pay attention. Yeah. But I draw on those things. So it's not like I'm just moving around, like, with no no intent or no kind of a container. Mm-hmm. It's just that I've spent so much time there, I can be like, oh, this would be really nice right here. Yeah. Or I'm, I just move according to impulse or how I'm feeling. It's a very emotional thing. That's why I usually show it in time-lapse because often that's how I get my feelings out. You know, like I'm sure you've seen some of my videos where you can tell I'm like crying. Like sometimes my husband will come out and he's like, are you okay? Cause I've, I'll scream or like pound something. Like it's, it can be if I have something really important to get out, it's harder. Um, sometimes it's just like, a joyful thing. I'm like, I'm so happy today. Yeah. And I just let it out. Yeah. Yeah. But how cool is that that you've created this space to like get everything out in yeah. that way though. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. I actually think about this a lot when I'm watching your videos and I'm like, okay, I, well, first of all, how do you, how do you create that space for you as a mom? Cause like, if I start doing something like that, my kids are going to come talk to me. Mm-hmm. They're going to want stuff. They're going to be making noise in the other room. Like I, that's why I leave to go to the gym. Yeah. But I can't go do that at the gym. Yeah. There's really, there's just no space. I know. Only there was. <laughs> there's just no space. There. <laughs> but, but yeah. So how do you create that space? And like, yeah, hey, this is my um, it's taken a long time. Like mm-hmm. when my kids were smaller, um, first thing, like when I pull out my yoga mat, I'd get out a mat for them. It was like, this is yeah. mom's space. That's yours. You're welcome to do whatever you want on that one. Like, don't touch mine. You know, I was very, very, very protective of it. And just over time. And and when I don't have my yoga mat out and I'm just like moving in my little floor space that I've got, mm-hmm. that I've been very protective of keeping clear of things. Um, it, it, it was just like very like mom's going to move. Like you are allowed in this space next to me, but this is mine. Yeah. And, and like quite often when my youngest was little, he liked to come sit on my lap when I was doing like my breathing and I'd let him, I'd be like, you can come sit, you know, and like, I'm going to lay down and he'd like lay next to me, mm-hmm. you know, but I was just very clear on like why I did it and what I expected and yeah. like let them know beforehand. Like yeah. this is, this is what I'm doing now. I'm like, I'm doing my movement. Don't walk past like, or if you do go quickly and just over time with holding that boundary, they've like learned to really respect it. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel like they've received that as kids? Like you said, they respect it, which mm-hmm. awesome. But like, how do you feel like they see you when, while you're doing it? Does that make sense? That a I don't think they really think, <laughs> I don't think they think much of it because yeah. I've always done it. Mm-hmm. Like always. Yeah. You know, it's just, and I'm sure that they probably think that's just what mommies do instead of, like, their mom is different than other right. moms, you know? Like, she has some different things that she does in order to be okay um, and in order to, 
just feel fully myself, yeah. you know? Um, so I don't, they don't really get faced by it, you know? And, and they, like, it is something that they know that they're supposed to move their bodies and why, like just the way that I teach them, like, Hey, you need to like eat good food to take care of your sure, body. Yeah. Your body needs sleep. Like we also talk about your body needs movement. And I tell mm-hmm. them like why, why it's important, you know, yeah. to the point, like I remember when my youngest one day, he was like, when I get sad, I like to go on walks. Like it helps me feel better. And I was yeah. like, yeah, something is sticking in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nowadays they're Sweet, like, but mom, like, don't make me, you know, because yeah. it's one of their chores they have to do every day is go outside and move. <laughs> I'm like, you can ride your bike. You can ride your scooter. You can play. Just, like, make sure you're outside some mm-hmm. of every day moving your body or inside. Yeah. Right now. You know, when the weather is stupid, horrible. Yeah. yeah. Or there's smoke everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We've been trapped inside for the past few days, and I'm just like, I want you to go outside, but I don't want you to go outside. Yeah. Don't breathe out there, please. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I love that. I feel like that's something really important. As I found, like, going to the gym, when I come home, my kids, my, when I leave, my kids are asleep. When I come home, they're awake. Yeah. And they don't even ask me, like, where I was or what I was doing anymore. Like, they just know, oh, she was at the gym. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, it doesn't, it's not a problem for them, right? Like, yeah. if we carve out that space and, like, set the expectation, like, they're going to be okay with yeah. it. So, I don't know. I just wanted to go over that because I feel like sometimes it's so hard for us and we feel so much guilt yeah, for doing those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, like I was saying, like, it would be really hard for me to do that at my house unless it was a very consistent thing and I always, like, set that boundary. Of, like, yeah. don't touch me, don't talk to me. Yeah, and they... I think a lot of it is, like, when you believe that you deserve it and that you need it and that it's, like, not harming other people because you are taking something for yourself. Yeah. Like, when you really believe that, it's not hard to set a boundary and to continuously just be like, no. Because there was a time when they used to climb on me and I just would work with it. Or, you know, or I'd be like, no, 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 you know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we've kind of gone over this already too, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. Yeah. So, um, actually I should ask you if you're willing to share a little bit of your story, either For sure. through your eating disorder or mm-hmm. what happened to you just a few years ago, either way. Yeah. Um, and then how like using and learning somatic movement, um, how do you view your body now versus like what you used to? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so like I used to think of my body as a prison. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, yeah. like why am I trapped inside uh-huh. this thing that I hate so much? Mm-hmm. And it used to be like the things I did, I don't really want to go into detail. <laughs> it can be triggering for yeah. people with eating yeah. disorders. Um, but I was not okay, and I was not treating my body well. It was, like, the, it was always on my mind. If anything good happened to me, it's because of my body. If anything bad happened to me, it was because of my body. Like, I had no control over it, and I, w- and I remember getting to the point of being, like, I can't look the way I want without hurting my body, and I knew it. Wow. And I did it anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
I used to weigh myself multiple times a day. Mm. I would go, like, because I danced at school, I danced in college, I'd, like, weigh myself before that ballet class, weigh myself after ballet class, weigh myself before modern class, weigh myself after, like, every little thing. And I, like, obsessed about it, Um, just, like, I would, I had, like, Weight Watchers point system memorized, like, you know, I'd make up for things with exercise, all, like, it was always on my mind. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just sit there. It was always like I was viewing myself from the outside in a very critical, not nice way. Yeah. Um, and it was hell. Yeah. And I was so unhappy. Um, but I didn't, I, you know, I was like depression, all those other things. And it wasn't just, the thing is, is that the way that we treat our bodies and the way we feel it about our bodies it spills into the rest of how we view the rest of ourselves. Yeah. You cannot know anyone who doesn't like their body and treats it meanly and is kind to the rest of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, that's impossible because yeah. your body is a part of you. Right. Yeah. And so I also just, I felt fake. Like people mm-hmm. didn't know the real Sarah. Yeah. Um, because I sent out my representative into the world and I was sure that if people knew who I really was, they would not like me, you know, and I I felt so alone um, and confused. Like, I remember I, I used to like pull out my sketchbook when I would like have a lot of feelings and I drew a picture of myself once with a blank face and masks in my hand because that's how I felt. That's who I was, Mm. was like, I didn't know, and I was scared of who I was inside. Yeah. And so all I had was this, I, it, the body became the thing that I focused on. was like, this is what I'm going to fix, so mm-hmm. no one knows the mess I am inside. Yeah. And um, I remember, like, I went to an institute class. The teacher, which is like a religion class for college-age kids, in case people who are listening don't know. <laughs> um, but my teacher got up, he put his notes away, and he said, I had a lesson planned, but we're going to put it away today. We need to talk. Some of you have beliefs about yourselves that are making you unhappy, unhappy, and we need to talk about that. Wow. And I just started bawling. Because that was the first time in my life I was like, maybe I'm just miserable because I believe bad things about myself, not wow. because I'm actually mm-hmm. bad. I had never ever thought that I was just like, I have to fix myself so I can be okay. So I can be lovable. So I can be worthy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was the beginning of the healing. Yeah. Um, it took a lot, it took some acting out to actually get attention and like get me to therapy and get me like help. Um, you know, where I was like literally using my pain to be like, maybe if I just show that I'm hurting enough. Uh-huh. Oh, I know that, how that is. You know, yeah. like someone will notice something's wrong with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, so I started going to therapy. This was like way back before Renee Brown was ever heard of like in mainstream. So I'd never heard of like shame, you know? Yeah. And it, like having to start talking through those things, um, which was really important for me, but, like, the reason why I do the work that I do now is because 
during that process, like while I'm going to therapy, um, a couple of things, I had to take a class called somatics. While I was studying at BYU, it was like one of the required courses for my major. Uh-huh. And I was, for the first time in my life, connecting with my body in a different way, from the inside out rather than the outside in. Yeah. You know, because dance is so much about like what, you, how you're perceived. Like, right. how does how your do you leg look? look? How does, like, you know, it's about what everybody else is experiencing with what you're mm-hmm. doing. And all of a sudden, it was about what I was experiencing through what I was doing. And I was like, oh, that's when I first started claiming my body as my own. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, this thing isn't bad. My feelings aren't bad. Because a lot of times, eating disorders, it has to do with control. It has to, like, not knowing how to handle feelings. Yeah. Right? Um, that's also where our feelings are experienced are in the body. So when you're disconnected from that, you are trying to run away from your emotion. Um, and so just reconnecting and just getting that little glimmer of like, there's another way of being, you know, of being me, which was really hard to learn how to do after an eating disorder of like how to function in the world without this huge, like way of looking at myself that was ruining my life. Um, and then I also started noticing all the corrections that I was getting from my teachers. <laughs> they were like, Sarah, lift up your eyes. Like I'm, I'm tall. I'm like five, nine. They're like, use your long legs, like travel more, uh, put energy in your fingertips. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am basically imploding on myself and yeah. they can tell. And that's when I started being like, I move how I feel inside. Mm-hmm. It's there for everyone to see, yeah. which was scary at first, really uncomfortable. I wrestled with that for a while because I was so ashamed. Um, and I know this is a long, I'm so sorry. Oh, we're good. But um, then I realized, like, wait a second, maybe, just maybe, I can change how I'm moving to help me be more comfortable taking up space. Yeah. Because I I couldn't take up space before. Not physically, not mentally, not emotionally. I didn't deserve it is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that you believe that until you gather new evidence. I needed to gather that evidence. I did it through what I was doing in dance, but I also started doing it just in my life because I saw it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I started lifting my eyes, stretching my long legs, like really just trying to move through the space in a big way. It changed my life. You know, that I that's how you find out. Like, that's how I found out I can do that. And I'm not hurting anyone. I can do that. And I actually not just am not hurting anyone because I thought I was bad and had to hold myself inside. But it was like, it's a good thing for me to take up space. Yes. I have so much good to give. Yeah. You know, and I did it in dance, but that's. You know, all the other ways we give ourselves permission. We start getting comfortable with that idea in a physical way. And I was mm-hmm. able to start doing it. I mean, it took a long time to do it in the other ways, mentally, emotionally, yeah. like within my relationships with people. Um, but it's like, that's why I love my body so much is because like it, it, it's, that's where my freedom came. Yeah. Instead of like being a present, it was my power. 
I'm going to keep that inside. <laughs> About lost it. I love that so much. Um, you almost like had to force yourself to move, right? Oh, yeah. To get yourself there. Yeah. To get yourself. But you had that realization that if you did that, it would take you to that place. Mm-hmm. And I think for me... Just me thinking aloud. I know there's so many, like, super productive people out there. I'm just, like, inherently lazy. <laughs> I don't even know if lazy is really the word or really, like, what's really going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can attach so many things to yeah. to why I lay around a lot um, or have in the past. And when I make myself get up for the gym or I make myself go do something active or even things just like going to hug my husband. Yeah. Yep. It always takes me to that place mentally. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So I love that so much. Yeah. For me, like, I mean, cause we use that fake it till you make it phrase, which I kind of like, <laughs> I kind of don't, I have right. feelings about it because I don't think you should fake it. I don't think that's the goal. Um, I think it's more being willing. Take action. Being willing. Mm -hmm. Like, am I willing to see myself in a different way? Am Mm -hmm. I willing to consider that maybe Mm -hmm. I'm wrong? And my actions are not to, like, pretend something. Because that's what got me into a lot of trouble was a lot of pretending. Yeah. It was, the actions were more like, Maybe there is more mm-hmm. to me. Maybe I can love myself. Maybe I am lovable. M- just moving in that way where it's yeah. like just being open to possibility. It's different than faking it. Yeah. You know? And and um, have I told you this before? Like neuroscientists have found there's a difference between having a body and moving a body. No. Moving your body gives you a sense of agency. Hmm. And so when you get up and you do something like go hug somebody mm-hmm. or instead of laying there and being like, oh, my gosh, I'm hungry. You get up and you go make a sandwich there. You are bringing yourself towards life, not waiting for life to come to you. Right. Yes. You are bringing yourself there and you are literally showing yourself that you can do something about how you're feeling. Yeah. And about how your life is going. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful because like I um like I said, I wasn't doing the work all summer. And I'm just like, why do I feel this way? Like what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with me? Like why? Yeah. Oh yeah. I wasn't the one taking myself there, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, moving gives you agency, which I love so much. And it can take you from that person to realizing your power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just okay. with knowing that you've been having a harder time this summer. And, mm-hmm. like, I was thinking about that. But when we connect with our bodies, mm-hmm. just, like, and you, anybody can do it. Like, that's the meditation course that I brought. But, like, when you just let yourself be and don't be scared of what you're going to find inside because like you can handle it. When you decide you're strong enough to handle it, you are right in that instant. But like when we connect with our bodies, we, we cannot objectify them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so that like 
it is my, like, it is a crucial piece in my recovery because as long as I am being like today in this moment, this is what I'm feeling in my body. I can feel this physically. That's another way I like to describe it because then it yeah. makes me remember like that body's not separate. Like this is what I'm feeling physically. This is what I'm sensing and feeling inside. I can't also be like, how am I looking? Like what, yeah. how, what's up with my love handles right now? Like, you know, um, how much, how much have I like, how many back calories have I burned? It's nothing to yeah. do with that. Yeah. And, and so the more time we spend in that place, the easier it is to not go down those roads of shaming our bodies for what they look like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have found the more I like love and connect my body and connect to my body and show it gratitude, um, the more I'm, I can feel what I actually need instead of basing it off what I look like or how much I weigh, Mm -hmm. right? So I can be like, oh, you know, like some cucumbers sound great right now, (laughs) you know, because I know that's going to make me feel good Mm -hmm. and I want to show my body that, that gratitude and everything. For sure. Um, And then when I'm not connected to my body and I'm really in my feelings, that's when I'm eating a whole tub of ice cream, you know what I mean? Usually. And then I try to... in your feelings. Yeah. I mean, when you do that, you're not, yeah, you're not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that you're pushing them away away. or you're clinging to them, you know, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you're not letting them be. Yeah. You're just like, it's one of, you know, it's a really good distinction (laughs) because if you're feeling your feelings, you're getting through it, right? You're working through it. You're not clinging to them because sometimes that's what we do. We're like, Oh my gosh, I'm feeling so empty and lonely. I got to fill it up with this tub of ice cream, Mm -hmm. right? But I'm clinging to that instead of just being like, I am. Right now, that's how I'm feeling. It is what it is. I'm going to care and love myself in this feeling right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to fix. I'm going to try to avoid. I'm not trying to try to, like, make it last longer because I deserve to suffer. I'm just going to let it be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's so, that's always more helpful for sure. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that, you know, as soon as we like change the perspective on, instead of shaming to fix, mm-hmm. then we're just loving and we're yeah. giving and yeah. we're, we're, we're giving ourselves back what we need. And then our, our selves and our body gives us yeah. more love from there for sure. Or signs of what we need. Yeah. If we can just sit and listen and yeah. show our love and gratitude instead of stare at it and hate it all day. Yeah. So yeah. And that intent is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. I've learned over all of my years of recovery that if I'm in the wrong place, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter how I treat my body. I lose already. Yeah. Like, the, it's everything is tainted. Whether I'm eating, like, the way I usually do or I start thinking, like, maybe I should change and, like, start, you know, cutting back on this. Or <laughs> maybe I should just eat that thing just to, you know, like to indulge myself, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that I'm doing, it's already tainted. It's already ruined. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm already in a place of hate. I've already lost. And so I have like, and that's when I get like, Oh, what do I do? (laughs) And I I just have to go like, okay, if I, first of all, my body is exactly how it should be right now is Mm -hmm. what I tell myself. And then I also say like, 
if I was loving my body right now, how would I treat it? Yeah. And just an if place. Like, that helps me get back to that intent that I want, you know, so that I can just do what is good for me um, because I want to get back to loving my, you know, in that loving place rather than, like, uh, keeping up with the habits that I have because I now I really have to fix something. It's our it gets tainted and nothing feels good anyway. So yeah, yeah. Even if you don't feel like you do love your body, yeah, you can use that statement mm-hmm. because if you ever want to change, if you ever want to grow to anything, you have to act like you are already. Yeah. You have to act like that person you want to be, right? Like yeah. that you have to be in those habits or start doing those things no matter what it is. If you want to be that person. Yeah. If you want to have a skinny body so you will love it. You've already lost. You're, you've already lost. Yeah. Because you're fixing the wrong problem. Exactly. <laughs> you're thinking, like, I can earn love. And that's right. what's making you miserable. Exactly. It's not what your body looks like. Yep. Yeah. You have <laughs> to You have to love it first. You always have to love it first and give yeah. it that gratitude. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 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 Um, Okay, one last question. Okay. How do you help women through somatic movement um, connect to their body? What do you do? Oh, um, well, I always start by teaching that principle about agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always encourage meditation. And I encourage somatic meditation, um, which is more like just noticing what you feel in your body, mm-hmm. right? The most simple way of doing that is, like, noticing your breaths. Like, noticing your inhales, noticing your exhales. Over and over and over again. And, you know, while you're breathing, you can just notice, like, oh, I feel the floor beneath me. What does that feel like? Or I feel a chair beneath me. And just noticing, like, this is where my body connects with the ground below me. Or the chair under me or the bed whatever it is, and you start to notice any sensations and allowing them everything to be welcome. Like, yeah. oh, I'm feeling tightness here. And there's not a judgment. It's just like, it just is. Yeah. Um, and then those are the, like, the very foundational things, right? Um, then we get into, like, breaking down the movement. Like, I teach a lot about alignment and about core and about um, – it's one of these things we call effort, which is having to do with, like, dynamic qualities of movement. It's more like how you're showing up. Mm-hmm. And you notice the why behind your movement. Mm-hmm. That's another topic, like, another area of movement that we look at. You look at, like, where, you know, um, your how your environment is affecting how you're moving, how you are acting within that environment. Um, I teach them that movement analysis stuff. So they can start to see themselves in a new light. Yeah. And go like, wow, I see, I see how I am right now. And we've learned that non-judgment. And so it's not like scary to look, you know, sometimes we're so scared of just seeing ourselves in reality because it's like my worth is on the line. But when you get to that place of like, my worth isn't on the line, I can look and see. And then I also teach like how to learn different ways of showing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we often won't go somewhere, and I, don't, I mean this, like, physically, like, 
mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We don't we don't go to places that don't feel familiar and comfortable. We have to often give ourselves permission um, or find like how we're okay showing up like in our power or with gentleness. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at like the meaning we attach to those ways of being. Yeah. And we untease that and, like, find, like, where would it be okay for you to be like this? You know, so often we feel stuck in our patterns because, like, we don't know how else to show up if it's okay. You know, and so we learn. And it sounds like it sounds like a lot about mindset, but it shows up in your body. Mm-hmm. And so I just take a different inroad of, like, seeing where it's in your body. And then you go, oh, this is, going, this is what's going on mentally and emotionally for me. Yeah. So we see ourselves. And we also learn in a physical way how to be in it, like how to step into our power, how to uh, stand on our own two feet, literally, figuratively, right? Um, because when we learn something physically, we learn it all the other ways because we are always a whole being, mm-hmm. and it just always spills into the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for sharing all the things. My um, pleasure. Where can everybody find you, and do you have any offers right now? Yeah. Yeah. So right now on Instagram, I am at SoulSparkMovement, S-O-U-L-S-P-A-R-K, Movement. That's probably changing soon. Okay. Um, You can find, you look up my name, but it it won't be for a little while. Definitely not for at least a few weeks, so. Yeah. Um, But if you're interested in, like, my very basic way of getting introduced to this stuff my meditation course my it's like a micro course it's like 25 minutes yeah yeah and and then it comes with guided meditations Mm -hmm. on how to do it that you can find either that you can find we'll just do the easiest way soulsparkmovement.com slash meditation and that will um it's like a 20 dollar course but yeah. it's like, it's so it's worth it. Worth. I packed yeah. as much stuff in that little package as I could. And even if you only did that, like that will change your life. Yeah. I learned so much. I love, love, love that you gave like an introduction to everything. Um, and then I now have these meditations that I can get anytime I want and use anytime I want. And they're like eight minutes, nine minutes. They're, they're perfect. Yeah. But they're so powerful. Yeah. So I love it. Thank you. So yeah, yeah, definitely check out the meditation course. And when you change your name, just let me know and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I'll tag in all the stuff. Cool. So, okay. Thanks for being here. I love you so much. I love you. You're always so amazing. And I'm grateful that we met even through weird circumstances, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Roundabout. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's been good. So thank, thank you. Thanks thank for you, coming. Friend. Okay. We'll talk to you guys later. Just remember that you are always worthy. You are enough. And you are amazing. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Undercover Unicorn podcast. If you felt lifted up and a little bit more magical, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another episode and share this episode with a friend to help me spread the magic.